Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. Uh, we're going to talk to you today about mercy and truth. Proverbs chapter 16 and verse 6 says, By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged, and by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. By mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. Man, I like that. I like that verse. And by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. You know, for us as born-again believers, everything we do with God is a response to what He's done for us. So the gospel is that God came and, and sent His Son, and then how we respond. God's mercy is available for all mankind. You know, the Lord is plenteous in mercy, slow to anger, slow to wrath. The Lord is full of mercy for us. Mercy is judgment passing us by. So, so when, when you do something that deserves judgment, mercy is that God doesn't hold against you. The perfect picture is the in Luke 17, the, um, the story of the, the man who comes and he owes a debt of all these talents of, of, uh, of gold or silver. And he comes and, and the, the ruler comes to him and says, Hey, you, you know, I'm going to throw you and your family in prison. And he says, please have mercy on me. Please have compassion on me. And the King has compassion. The leader has compassion on him and then forgives him the debt and says, you can go and just wipes the slate clean. That's where, that's my debt, but it's been forgiven of you. Sin was our debt. Jesus came to give us mercy. Why? Because sin, how is God able to do that? Because sin is against God. God created the universe. God created the earth. God man made mankind in his image. So mankind, as God's creation, was designed to do what God told him to do. He was programmed to do what God told him to do. So when he deviated by sin from that programming, the debt was actually to God. The sin is sin against God. God made up the rules. So people, when they sin, you know, you can, someone can murder somebody. And yes, that person's sinning against the person they murder, but they're sinning against God because they were made to be in the image of God and to carry the likeness of God. And so it's, it's, really that God needs to forgive them of everything they've done wrong. I don't believe I owe God anything. Well, you do because God's the one who made the rules. He's the one who, who designed you for your purpose. So when you sin, you're working against your original intent. And, uh, and so that's why there's mercy. And thankfully God is merciful. Amen. I'm thankful for the mercy of God. Thankfully God is merciful. So, so we come to the Lord and we say, Lord, please have mercy. And then he has mercy on us, but it says by mercy and truth, that you're purged from iniquity. What is iniquity? Well, iniquity is the sin of the heart. <clears throat> iniquity is, is, is lust in the heart, even though there may be no actions of that on the outside. It's, it's the, it's the conception of sin, if you will. So, so iniquity is, is heart sin. That's why Jesus said, you know, they came and said, uh, you know, they're talking to Jesus about different standards. And he says, you know, the law says this, but I tell you this instead. The law says you shall not murder. I tell you, if you hate your brother in your heart, it's just like murder, right? And so he changed the standard because that's iniquity. That's the difference. You know, someone could hate somebody in the old covenant. Someone could hate someone their whole life. And then if they didn't do it, if they didn't act on it, it wasn't sin. It wasn't sin until they acted on it. God said, hey, Jesus said, even just having that hatred towards them is like you've already done it in your heart like you've already committed adultery in your heart. Just looking on a woman with lust is like you've already committed adultery in your heart. So so God comes to deal with the sins. You know, that's the awesome thing about salvation is that we're made new creatures in Christ Jesus. Salvation is not just God forgiving us for what we did wrong. Salvation is God changing who we are. 
you, you need to deal, you need God to forgive you of your sins, but you need to, God to deal with your nature of sin. When you're born on planet earth, you're born under sin. You're born of the nature of sin. You're born with a predisposition to sin. It's just like apple trees are, are grow and they're going to produce apples. Orange trees grow and orange trees are not going to produce apples. They're going to produce oranges. So you're, you're born as a, as a rotten apple tree, if you will, a, a sin tree born under sin, born f- uh, under this, uh, in slavery to sin. But then God, when you get born again, cleanses you and washes you of what you've done wrong. Mercy, judgment passing, judgment passing you by. And then he, he changes you so that you're not still someone who's prone to sin. So that's why he said sin will no longer have dominion over you. And so it says mercy, through mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. So where does the truth come in? Well, I think it's two things. It's obviously Jesus said, you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free. There's the power. There's the who we are, but the truth can overcome that. Truth is the greatest force in the universe. So when you apply the truth of God's word, there's nothing that can't change. You could apply it to diabetes and the truth of God's word, that healing is the children's bread, and it'll dissolve diabetes. You could apply the truth of God's word of who you are in Christ, that you're a new creature in Christ Jesus, and it'll dissolve guilt from the past. So the truth, knowing who you are, knowing the atonement of Jesus Christ. So it's by God's mercy and by the truth of that, that iniquity is purged. But I believe the other meaning to that is that when you decide to bring things into the light, you know, I've seen it where the devil tries to mess with people and the devil does successfully mess with people when he tries to get them to hide their sin, to hide their sin. The Bible says, he that hides his sin, covers his sin, shall not prosper. But he that reveals it, and brings the light will have mercy. So when you, if you get into compromise, if you get into sin, how do you know? Well, first of all, the Holy Spirit will convict you right away. Many people though get into compromise, and then they try to convince themselves that it's not that bad. Oh, you know, everyone does this. Oh, it's just kind of normal to do this. You know, oh, you know, it's fine. The Lord, you know, people. There's people who smoke marijuana who are, call themselves Christians that have said, "Oh, you know, God created it. It's part of the earth. That's why I do it. I don't have any problem with it." And they've had to convince themselves. When you're trying to sell yourself on how this is okay, it's not okay. If you spending the night, oh, you know, there's a bunch of friends just spending the night at my friend's house, and are oh, there going to be any girls there? Yeah, well, you know, it's us guys, but there'll be a couple girls. Okay, and you like one of them. Yeah, but you know, it's separate room. No, if you're having to sell yourself how that's how that's okay. <laughs> you're, you're having to like uh, deaden your conscience to it. And so when you can just be honest and say, Lord, I want to walk uprightly, like Paul said in, in Hebrews 13, in all things willing to live honestly. I don't want to have anything hidden. I don't have anything outside of the light. I want to live in the light. As, as they, the apostle said, be children of the light. So when you bring things to the light, you know, you see it where people confess things. They're like, man, that feels good to get that out in the open. Man, I've been harboring that in my heart, having guilt over that for years. You know, lies lose their power. Guilt loses its power and it's brought out into the open. When someone can say, man, you know, I've never told anybody, but I had an abortion and, and I've carried the guilt of it. And I'm just, you know, I've asked the Lord to forgive me, but I just want to bring it to the light so it doesn't have power over me anymore. The devil loves to fight people in the dark. But when you say, bless God, I'm receiving the mercy of God. The fact that he's paid for this and he's going to let judgment pass over me when I repent. And then I'm going to just bring it to the right. I'm going to let truth be a part of my life. I'm going to be a person who, who, who brings things into the light and not hides things in the background. You, you put yourself at a place that the Lord is able to help you. And it says, by, iniqui- by mercy and truth, iniquity is purged. And then it says, by the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. 
What's the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is you saying, I care more about what the Bible says and what God thinks than anywhere else. You know, it's like this this election cycle, it's been shown. You have people, and I have a, just a few, but on Facebook that are, um, some of them atheists, some of them agnostic, some of them a little bit of everything, but how they like, Donald Trump, I can't believe anyone supports him. You know, he's a liar, he's a racist, he's a whatever. And so they look at, at people who support him <clears throat> as, as l- low morality people, and they take the moral high ground, right? And so you see it where people, people have an, their idea of what right standing is, being a moral person is. Oh, you know, it's, you know, because I have compassion, I stand for human rights, you know, uh, abortion's a human right. You know, what about these mothers that can't afford to have these children? You know, my wife did that podcast on, on abortion. But people have an idea. There's people who are genuinely convinced that they are moral and are the compassionate one and saying abortion's okay. But, the, but it's a deception. So fear of the Lord, fear of the Lord. That's why man left to his own, his own plans will have the wrong standard. The standards of man get messed up. I mean, you even look now, the standards of dating. If you're, if you're just going like, if you did a survey of couples in their 20s who are dating and not married, you would look and say their life is full of sin, sleeping together, you know, moves in together. You know, there's just the standard that man thinks, oh, it's okay. It's culturally acceptable. It's we- Wait, you, you get married and you, and you didn't sleep together before you got married? What's wrong with you? Well, that's man's standard on what's okay, what's, permi- what's permissible, right? And so you see that. There was a time where people looked at gambling and said, gambling's bad. People looked at alcohol and like, alcohol's bad. Now it's like, wait, you don't drink alcohol? Not even a drop? Not even around holiday time? You don't have any of that? No. As a matter of fact, I don't even drink kombucha just because it smells like the stuff. Probably has little to no alcohol content, but I won't touch it just because it smells like that. And so people will look at that and say, that's crazy. But the Bible says the fear of the Lord is how men depart from evil. I don't want anything to do with evil. I don't want anything to do with compromise. I don't want anything to do with with something that puts me under the the devil's jurisdiction. I don't want anything to do with what his plan is for my life. God isn't saying, you know, I really think this child of mine should be able to drink alcohol. It'll be good for him. No, that's not, that's the devil's plan. That's an entry point. Oh, you know, medical marijuana is okay. It's going to help them with their pain. How about the anointing that's supposed to set the captives free? Jesus didn't go around prescribing medical marijuana to people. He set the captives free and he said, go and do likewise. And so you see this standard that the world has. That's not the standard of the Bible. The standard of the Bible is no abortion. The standard of the Bible is, is flee fornication. The standard of the Bible is live holy lives. That's the standard of the Bible. And so that's the fear of the Lord. By the fear of the Lord, men depart from evil. You put yourself into a category where people will think you're crazy, but then you just say, you know, I don't care if people think I'm crazy. People are going to think I'm crazy anyway. I believe in the rapture of the church. I believe a day is coming where the Lord's going to, you know, call us up to meet him in the air with a shout and the sound of a trumpet. And, and every Christian who's on fire for the Lord is going gonna, is gonna to be caught up to meet God in the air. Instantly disappear from planet Earth, no trace. You know what we believe is kind of crazy anyway for people. So decide. I'm going to let truth be a part of my life. If you've held, if you've held sin in the shadows, become accountable to someone. Bring it to the light. Don't let anyone distract you from that ends of bringing it to the light. Sin has to be exposed, and then the mercy of God can come, and then iniquity can be purged. Iniquity can be cleansed and you don't carry the weight of that. You won't carry the guilt of it anymore. You won't be, oh man, I've just, you know, I'm a failure. The Lord wants to cleanse you so that you can know, man, I'm clean. I'm righteous. God loves me. 
God's God's my father. I don't worry. You know, I don't. I, I'm I'm on the right path with the Lord. And then that's where the fear of the Lord comes in. Where you, if the fear of the Lord is to say, it, someone could walk up to me and put a gun at my head and say, deny Christ, and I say, I I, res, I I reverence Christ more than I worry about my life. My life means nothing to me in comparison with with my relationship with Jesus. So I'd rather it's like Joseph saying, how can I sin against my master and the Lord? By by to, to, when Potiphar's wife tried to seduce him, so it's I would do nothing to to transgress what the Bible tells me to do what God has me doing. Man, God gives us these keys and it's awesome. He gives us a way of escape. He gives us, he gives us uh, wisdom so we can understand how to move forward and, uh, and strength to walk out a pure and a holy life. Well, I love you. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. We'll see you on the next podcast. If these podcasts have helped you, please share them on your uh, social media and we'll see you on the next time. Love you.